welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about our favorite Star Wars books and also this one. I'm Justin. <laughs> and I'm Tim. <laughs> and this week on Forever Canon, wouldn't you know, we're still talking about this goddamn book. Oh, chapters 21 through 24 of Aaron Alston's finest work of art. Fate of the Jedi, book <laughs> seven, conviction. And, oh, man. Uh, oh, this is a start. Honestly, I want to uh, enjoy this book, but it's like, okay. Part of it is meta-knowledge where... I go, there's 46 chapters. Yep. And we're going to be talking about this book for almost three months. And we're halfway there. And I've been sick of it for half the time already. That math is all bad. All of the extrapolation of all that math is bad. Half the time, halfway there, not even halfway there. Two times sick of it. So <laughs> figure that out. But like. Oh, man, maybe that's just meta-knowledge. Maybe it's just, again, the poisoning sickness of book four. <laughs> Where we went to death of here, and I was like, no, we're, I, get out and be done. We never were be done. We nope. were stuck there forever. <laughs> oh, God, maybe it's that. Book one was pretty incredible, but that's living beyond the shadow of the rest of the authors that's setting <laughs> setting the scene for the whole trilogy uh, the whole triple trilogy before anybody else dips their their pen to ink right mm-hmm. I, uh, i'm still working on the math this week on forever canon we cover the things of things but first, a bum bum bum. A previously on Forever Canon. <laughs> the Skywalkers are set up and stranded. Abeloth has control of Master Nen. Kip and Okta are ready for visitors. Tahiri is not. Ship searches for Skywalkers. Siha sees her boyfriend. These are all the big machinations of uh, this book of so far. At least the last four chapters. Uh, and we pick up with chapter 21. <clears throat> you know what? Stop it, Tim. I didn't do nothing. Nope. Listen to me right now. Stop it. Okay. Nope. I want you to stop. I have no idea what you're talking about. I want you to stop being in a bad mood about this book, okay? Uh, that's what ah. I want. I want you to stop. Stop it. Am I projecting? Yes. Do I want you to stop nonetheless? You betcha. Okay, here we go. Positivity. Chapter. You know what? <laughs> this... I'll say this positivity about this four segment, chapter, segment, chapter, segment. 
is that it's very focused. I might have written cut to 33 times. But we're in the same environment, in the same, um, what do you call that when a thing happens? The same, I don't know. I don't know either. Moment. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's in the same area you, doing man, the I've same been thing. I've for like 10 hours today. You maybe should be reading these notes. Absolutely not. Point being, you know, normally we jump around from these people in this part of the galaxy to these people in this part of the galaxy. I can't even talk at all. But this one stays pretty focused in a narrow view. It might change perspective. Like I said, cut to 130, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50 times. But nonetheless, it stays in the same event. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of us could think hey, of a five-letter word. Hey, hey, listeners, if you could only see the relief that just flooded my face. Chapter 21. High Coruscant Orbit. The Fireborn exploded. <laughs> that ship from before with the Klaatuinian dog-faced rebel slave man. Big boom in a highly populated area. And that, that guy, that dog man... He he Your Grunal Orvin. Yeah. On. He uh yes, I wrote his name down. He uh he throws some pretty good insults at Dalla while he's up there in his little in his little speech that he yeah. pre recorded. They like okay, so where we left off last time that we heard about the Fireborn was some Captain Hewnor which was like, I think the first time we heard of this person mm-hmm. was betraying the Galactic Alliance on behalf of, you know, freeing the slaves. And so like, we're going to make a gigantic, massive murder of you, Grunel Orvin, and we're going to make sure that your death counts in a big, big way. Just do what I say. I'm Captain Hunor. And so, yeah, he gives this long speech, which is a pre-recorded thing. He's already dead. Everything's already exploded. But this pre-recorded speech gets out to the Hall of News, gets out distributed to everybody. And we end up watching Dalla watch it. We uh, we see some of the Jedi watch it. But the gist of his pre-recorded, pre-suicide bombing message is, Hey Dalla, if you support slavery, we will blow up your fleet and all of its innocent bystanders. Yep. So... Suddenly, Freedom Flight has become a terrorist group. Yeah. Weird. Because they haven't been at all yet. Mm-hmm. They've been pretty uh, uh, pacifist and reactionary. Yeah. They have not made threats. They have not been public. They have not endangered lives on purpose. They have not put... The lives of slaves over lives of uh, anyone, slavers, innocent yeah, civilians, all of them. <laughs> Thanks for bailing me out. Yeah. They haven't done anything like this before, but all of a sudden they're behaving like terrorists in this message that was recommended to this Grunel Orvin Klaatuinian man on behest of Captain Hunor, who we know is working for 
Admiral Perova. Mm-hmm. So, like, the slave dog man was promised to be a hero to free more slaves on behalf of the people who are trying to overthrow the government that is trying to protect the slave owners. This is all complicated. Not, not, I was just about to say not that complicated. Can't apparently can't say complicated. It's not that complicated, but it is. Uh, I don't know. Is that, uh, I'm about to sound, I'm about to sound so air. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going I'm to sound like such a stick up my ass. It's not complicated, Tim, but it's complex. <laughs> I was going to go with convoluted. Yeah, but... thanks. That works too. That's, yeah. a, that's another good one. I'm glad we're at least on the same page. So that we at least think the same about each other. <laughs> <laughs> we're both thinking the same words. Um, I don't, I don't know if it even is that convoluted though, but all of a sudden the freedom flight is a terrorist organization at the behest of, uh, the manipulating people behind the scenes that are just regular governors and senators, right? The, the, the bad guy costume squad. Yeah. Or at least this guy is. Like who knows about the, who knows about the rest of the, free the slaves movement. But but they've never been a terrorist threatening type of thing. They they've always been relatively peaceful, and that was all under the guidance of Admiral Nekbuatu, mm-hmm. who has now been in a coma for X amount of days, weeks, months. Yeah, it's. Seems Alana, like it's been months. Alana could be 12 by now. I mean, you never know. But what has happened in that vacuum of leadership? Yeah. In the freedom flight that now all of a sudden. Uh, and I'm saying freedom flight, but this hasn't been attributed to them directly. Like this is me drawing. I got, This is me being the person watching the hollow news. Mm-hmm. In the general uh, Star Wars galactic uh, population, right? Where I'm like, all I've seen of freeing slaves so far has been on the behest of the Freedom Flight. They go offline for a while after Madi Vaughn gets murdered and Nek Buatu gets fake assassination attempted by fake Jedi. And he's in a coma. <laughs> Anyways... Anyways, the next thing that we see of freeing slaves is we threaten to blow up any ship in the Navy that we want to. Yeah. Very drastic change of tone. Very drastic approach differentiation between we're going to free people. We're going to we're going to not let people be taken advantage of versus we're going to kill innocent people to stop you from stopping us. What is that shift of tone? Yeah, and if nobody if nobody really picks up on the difference, the change, uh, that'll be interesting. Right, because <clears throat> for us, the reader, mm-hmm. the uh, omniscient gatherer of information of this universe, you know, like we we oversee, we overwatch, 
we take the information from all across the stories that we get and we apply it to our decision making as as readers of this larger universe but like the characters in the story don't have the benefit of that of that breadth of knowledge of even 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 <laughs> they don't even have the benefit of that understanding of existence of knowledge that we have like we as a reader are so beyond person ABC in this universe. Yep. And it's uh, it's a hard thing to remember sometimes when I'm like, oh, why? And this is dumb and blah, 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 blah. A lot of it uh, kind of just plays into, if you think, you know, between the lines, uh, a lot of this subtext that Aaron Alston is setting up through this book is what the regular life is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, through these scenes on Coruscant, anyways. <clears throat> but anyhow, we freedom flight is bad, and 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 now they're terrorists. I guess we cut to six hours later. When Dorvin is giving Dulles response to, well, Grunel Orvin's pre-suicide pre-explosion message. Mm-hmm. Her response, of course, well, would you guess it, is, quote, Mando's to Clatooine, period. Go, period. <laughs> yeah, sending the Mandos again. Hey, a dog-faced man disrespected me on the YouTube? Well, then, let's blow up much of their planet. Yeah, send in the mercenaries. Not mercenaries murder scenarios. Yeah. Because we've seen them in action multiple times. B-Lock Rawl shot... Who was it? Oh, shoot. I can't think of I her can't name remember now. her name. Uh, Hanra's Apprentice. Oh, servant. Uh, not apprentice, servant. Secretary. Apprentice. Young Apprentice. They made fun of her. They, cut, they had a nickname killed, for her. Uh, killed on the steps of the Jedi Temple. And then we see them also on... Uh, what is it called? Seven Planet? <laughs> yeah, it's Octus. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. They're on the planet with the... Uh... Oh, man, I don't want to say horse people. What is it called? Centaurs. Yes. <laughs> and anyways, Monty Vaughn gets murdered by Belok Rawl, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. So, multiple times already in this book series, we have seen the Mandalorians in action, and they have murdered innocent people on television mm-hmm. and so here Dallas plan is send them out to stop people telling me slavery is bad cut to admiral perova giving orders to antagonize protesters outside the senate building also her guy uh self-destructed the fireborn mr captain whatever name i said earlier you know yeah secret bad guy stuff tim yep Cut to <clears throat> Octa, Kip, Zach, Taryn, Cam, and Tion Salusar, and Apprentice Bandy Geffen, who I'm sure will definitely not die, are all in the Senate building. <laughs> There's a lot of them in there all of a sudden. But, yeah. And one of them is brand new, because who is Bandy Geffen? Have you ever... Uh, I could be wrong, right? This could be like a leftover person from uh, NJO, and I just don't remember. But this is a Padawan... 
and this group of very experienced warriors. Yep. And if that doesn't just always draw your red shirt attention and concern, Bandy Geffen, I don't know. What do you think of that name? It's, mm. uh, it's a decent name. It's, it's all right. It's no no different than from the last series. Goran Bavine. It's not much different than that. Well, hold on. That's kind of growing on me now, nine <laughs> months later. <laughs> all right. Ask me in 2022. Anyway, they, they intercept uh, all these people hidden inside the Senate, all these Jedi and Force-sensitive people hidden inside the Senate building, intercept the order from Dalla's office for the Mandos to murder everybody on Klaatuin. They've got maybe an inside track from Windorvan, because wasn't he once upon a time sending secret messages to Han and Leia Sola? Yeah, behind Dalla's back. He did a couple of times, but they've also tapped into security footage and all that kind of stuff. They have kind of overridden everything and overtaken everything. And I wonder if maybe he let that happen because he seems like a guy who would be like aware of that. Yeah, because he really was was trying. He in the in the narrative, he was. There's no real good way. For me, even logically, nothing. She's just not listening, so I'm going to do my he's, job. He's been through and this. And write up my resignation letter. He, he's Yeah, he's been through this scenario so many times where, like, wow, Dalla's going way too far, and I can't talk her down from it. And now he's at the point where he's like, well, I can't stop her, but you know what I can do? Write my letter of <laughs> resignation. I can quit. Win Dorvin and Pocket by Association yep. are ready to quit his post as secretary of the chief of state of the galactic alliance wow Ooh, that was that's a lot whatever <laughs> why was that so hard dude because it's a lot of words to say you're but here's the, the thing aid. seven jedi <laughs> that i just named inside the senate building get wind of that message that doll is sending bandos to go exterminate dog people all across all across clatooine because one of them said, slavery's bad. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's going to go blow up half the planet. And so don't you know it? The Jedi have got to hurry to stop this exclamation point. Cut to Han and Leia arrive to bother Dalla just the right amount to stay in her waiting room. Scoundrels. Chapter 22. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they're like, they have this like... Uh, I don't know if it was an internal monologue for Han mostly, but maybe an exchange between the two of them where he's like, we've got to get enough time inside of the, the waiting room outside Dalla's office, but we have to deliver this message. Oh, right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So Leia delivers a message that's very pointed and very purposefully, aggressively indignant. Where it's like, dear Dalla, you are the scum between my toes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was too perfect. But she's like, you need to come and see us right now. It's like the perfect amount of, of offensive and make her want to make us cool our jets and sit in the waiting room. Yeah, just the right amount of antagonistic to make them wait, but not make her so angry that they that she says I'm not seeing them and kicks them out yeah entirely chapter 22 
Dahl is wishing the Jedi Order would, quote, just shrivel up and die, but they won't, will they? No. Haven't yet. Probably not. Haven't yet. Yep. I just recently spilled beer on my leg, but isn't that an interesting point you say? I missed Admiral it. Perova shows up with more replacement security. She's really come out of nowhere here, eh? Mm-hmm. Because she wasn't really in the earlier books, was she? No. But here late in the series, there was some other mystery woman earlier in the books that wasn't given an... We weren't given her true name. Wasn't there someone who was... There was some woman making promises to Leckerson about, I'll be the queen and you'll be the that king Senator, of the empire. That was Senator Treen. Was it Treen? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I could be misremembering that. I thought it was someone that was like... Anyways, you're probably right. <laughs> but here comes Admiral Perova out of nowhere, out of left field all of a sudden, late in the series. This is book seven. Was she mentioned last book? Jeez. Or did she just become into existence no just this, this book. book and not long ago i wrote down what chapter chapter 10 no way that was the first time we heard of admiral prova yeah she's only been in the book like 12 chapters well she moving and shaking and apparently <laughs> she's been here the whole time and also um maybe an earthquake cut to han and leia taking Dalla's waiting room hostage when suddenly the lovri blade oh <laughs> oh boy tim Bail me out. The low vibrations start. Thank you. Earthquake? Cut to (laughs) Senator Bramson and Treen waiting for Perova to announce Dalla's arrest. Then, say it, Tim. More vibrations. Earthquake? But, quote, that's not part of the plan, say the bad guys. Mm -hmm. So we're the reader left wondering what is happening. Cut to Saba, Cornhorn. (laughs) <laughs> and Jaina, <laughs> I wrote Cornhorn. Okay. <laughs> Leave. <Duh. laughs> Sava, Cornhorn, and Jaina leave the Falcon smuggling compartments. And they battle in the hangar and earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's a fucking mess and I impressed Marker once and I don't intend to. I didn't think so. Three star cut two. Yeah. Differentiation cut. We've had... We're two chapters in. We've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different perspective shifts and paragraph cuts. Suddenly, this one needs a three-star differentiation and we get a three-star cut too. The lights dim. The subsonic tone rattles and chaos descends on the Senate building and security center where Bandy rescues Seaha and they break into the armory. Hey, Tim, remember that coup? Yep. We read about on the back of the book cover halfway through the book. I shit you not to the page. Is it really? Roughly. It's like. (laughs) 438 to the end and this might be one uh, whatever the the halfway cl- 219 is thank you yeah i'm not uh, yeah it's like either 218 or 219 and it's a 36 and a, or a 38 not 36 32 okay god the numbers i'm saying don't make sense yeah no but it's, it's okay yes 
(laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are. Almost exactly halfway through the book. Where suddenly the coup that we read about in the very first sentence on the cover of the freaking book. Suddenly the coup has started. It started now halfway through the book. It's going well. We already know how it ends, which, I mean, that's cool. How about this question, Tim? We know, okay, the back of the book spoils for any potential reader the first half of reading this book, the tension between Dala and the Jedi by saying, the Jedi overthrow the the Galactic... Alliance. Apparently, they're made of gorillas. <laughs> the, the Gorilla Alliance government. They overthrow them. And Dala is out. Spoiled in the first sentence of the back cover, right? Okay. Goddamn, I'm drunk. But knowing how it ends maybe doesn't alleviate all the tension. Because Kip, Okta, Cam, Tion. Zach, Taryn, Corin, Saba, Jaina, Han, Leia, Saba, and Bandy are all in the Senate building. Yeah, it's a good chunk of the Jedi Council and influential members. <laughs> of That's just... 13 people plus also... Never mind, Saba's in the, in the, in the counter. That's 13 Jedi... 12 Jedi plus Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> And you're right. A number of them masters, a number of them high-ranking Jedi, some of them low. We might know how this coup will turn out, right? The Jedi will win. But does everyone survive? Yeah. There are 13 people inside of the Senate building where you are overthrowing the government. Who stays alive? Yeah, and they only know... They know what they were doing, and they know what Dala was doing. They don't know what the conspirators were up to. Perova and Treen and all them. They moved before they figured any of that out, even though that became a priority for them. You know, figure this out and figure this out, you'll solve the puzzle. And then they're like, no, gotta go. (laughs) Got things to do. Chapter 23. Seahaw's boyfriend, Javon is at the Senate protests. Outside the building, many people are protesting the government aiding slavers. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. Javon is out there and the Galactic Alliance has set up proximity sensor auto blasters. Oh, wow. Perova, who has been directed to incite as much violence and friction between the Perestes Arresters? Oh, Tim, save me, bro. Was was that... The protesters in the Galactic Alliance. Was that Perova, or was that when the Jedi were saying that they were going to set off the Yuzhan Vong security measures? Well, that was way earlier. The, the Yuzhan Vong thing, where they're like, we're going to pretend the, the Vong are invading. But just in these chapters, Perova said something to Captain Hunor about... Make sure that you cause friction between the protesters and the Galactic Alliance. Make sure that you use... um, I'm I'm now like exaggerating what she said. But she she essentially told Captain Hunor to make things really bad. 
make things really violent and really tense between the protesters outside of the Galactic Alliance Senate and the Galactic Alliance security forces. Yeah, make them angry, make them upset, make sure but you, also make sure they stay ineffective because make sure we you need would, them. What the ineffective they were talking about was the Galactic Alliance security, not the protesters. Oh, then I misread make, that. Yeah, make sure that the security is ineffective for maximum protest value to further destabilize dollar, right? Yeah, like, that's yeah, what yeah. everything is all about. But, I mean, yeah, it, it, it becomes moot because the Jedi take over the freaking whole thing, man. All this backstabbing and, and behind-the-scenes scheming and costume partying bold crap. Between the senators and the admirals and the generals is garbage. Mm -hmm. It ends up being nothing. It ends up being meaningless because the Jedi take everything over and kind of, I don't know, like, like, like you're uh, like, (laughs) like, like you're riding in an inflatable in the lake behind a boat. And another boat comes by and just janks your whole wake and flips you and crashes all your jam and they don't even notice you, bro. They're yeah. just going back home for some perch that they fished off the lake. Whatever it was that my Uncle Tom tried to make us skin with him inside of the stinkiest goddamn fish out this side of Rice Lake. Good Lord. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that'd be perch. Anyways, they have automatic rifle proximity sensors shoot everybody to death weapons set up because stir it up. Cut to. Valen and Gisela are in the same crowds. Yep. Uh, telling a hollow news reporter that the Jedi are taking over the Senate, but get us a ship and we'll give you a real exclusive. The reporter is creeped out by Valen, she hears his voice at one point and describes it as, oh, no, she thinks of it as, quote, a flesh-devouring monster. Hey, nailed it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And isn't that kind of creepy? Is that Abeloth speaking through them? Is that her presence becoming palpable through the people that she can control at a distance? She's, She's getting contr- closer. Where? Where is she? As far as we know, she's on Nam Corios controlling Master Nen. Yeah. But she's reaching all the way to Coruscant and controlling still the Horn Twins. Mm-hmm. She is closer than she was when she was just when she was in the Mar. And she's freer than she was surrounded by a, a, a an encircling bunch of black holes, right? Yep. Flesh devouring monster. Nail that. Cut to Jaina leading Team B of Jedi stuffs into the turbo lift shafts. Okay. It's been a while since we've been in a turbo lift shaft. So I'll allow it. And this one's pretty good too. It is pretty good. It's a triple shaft. So if you don't, if you're not satisfied by a single shaft, here you are. Jump across from one shaft to another. They jump down to the elevator. The elevator moves. It shoots them off. Oh, blah, blah, blah. This is so, this is, 
this is this is this is what we cut to, Tim. This then, is what we do. And isn't uh, was it is it Kip or is it Corn that almost just almost dies here? Well, Jaina, they they're in the turbo shaft, turbo lift shaft, and the elevators are moving. The turbo lifts are moving. Excuse me, not elevators. Oh my god. And the, and the two Jedi Masters are having to cut their way through because here comes a turbo lift to smash you to death. They're cutting their way through a door, an elevator door. And Jaina has a shoulder dive through the door and she burns her shoulder and Cornhorn gets his cape pulled by an elevator door. By an actual turbo By the lift elevator going up. moving through if, the shaft. If his clasp wouldn't have ripped off, he'd be dead. Okay, but like... Could that be more low risk to a Jedi master? An elevator almost choked you with your cloak. (laughs) Come on, man. Where's all the threat? Where's all the danger? Where's all the resistance? Maybe it's not supposed to be here. Maybe there's a reason and maybe there's a payoff for why this is seemingly so easy. It's all the processors outside. Part of the part of the reason why it's so easy is all the destabilization that's been done by these uh the, these uh these clandestine behind the scenes bad guys, right? Senator Treen, Moff Leckerson, uh, uh, G- uh General Jackson, Bramson, whatever. All these people who have been behind the scenes destabilizing Dalla's authority all this time is part of the reason why this Jedi takeover is so easy. But the other reason is because they're Jedi. Like, it's like, this is really easy, man. Despite some people sounding like flesh devouring monsters. Mm hmm. I mean, Jane and her team just, just, they get in the turbo lift, they smash through everything. And she thinks to herself at one point, Team A must be doing the same thing we're doing somewhere else in this facility at the same time. And you know what? I'm not surprised. Of course. More of the same. More of people doing the same. More repetition in this book. More spinning wheels. Why wouldn't the other team be doing exactly what this team is doing? Why would they be doing something unique and interesting when they can be doing one sentence exactly what we are doing? Like, piss off. Didn't get written in twice, though. If you would have, if you would have the same description written in twice. Sure. But that would be even more ridiculous after having said, after having said, you know what we're doing? Exactly the same thing. Don't bother checking in on that other team. We're doing the same shit, bro. Promise. Pinky swear. Don't worry about it. Jaina burns her shoulder on that whole day cut through the turbo lift door. Cornhorn gets his cloak caught, like we said, in the elevator. And this is a boring action scene, honestly. There's no danger. Maybe it's the fault of the spoilers on the back, but we three-star cut again to Dala figuring out the Jedi are attacking, not the Vong. Yeah, I said it with a hard G for, I don't know why. Yeah. She tries to escape. Perova stun bolts her in the back, and she goes down thinking, dang, how did the Jedi get to me so fast? (laughs) Idiot. What an idiot. Absolutely B-L-I-N-D idiot. Yeah, because Prova's like one of her best friends now. She mentions She it. was thinking like, oh, she could be a confidant. Like, we're hitting it off so well. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. She goes down so ignorantly. 
just thinking, oh, wow, the Jedi must have gotten to me. Here I go. Cut to Han hates having a good reputation. The threats are not working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're on the, they're on, <laughs> they're on Dallas waiting room. He's trying to tell the Bothan secretary to like do all these things for him. And the Bothan's like, yeah, but you won't kill me because you're a good guy. And Han's like, damn it. <laughs> They're trying to shoot their way through Dalla's door. I, that, okay, apparently they do. That's easy enough. They do. But first they got to shoot a bunch of troopers. They got to yeah. stun bolt them, a bunch of troopers. And then Perova surrenders inside of Dalla's room where she just <laughs> stun bolted her, but tells Han... He got her. Whoop. Got her. You got her in the chaos there. Whoops. When you guys open the door, you stun bolted the chief of state of the galactic lines, bro. Not me. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. This Admiral Perova, person that we've known for, tell me again, Tim, 13 chapters. Yep. That's cool. Uh, she surrenders. And the master Solusar arrive. Uh, we got Dala. Easy peasy, baby. Yeah, had had help and didn't even realize it. All this time, we have been having help the Jedi Order to undermine Dalla and overtake her authority, not realizing it. Uh, some of it could have cost Jag his life. It didn't. Mm-hmm. And here we are. We have Dalla in Jedi custody. In Chapter 24, Senator Treen is watching the Jedi move through the Senate chamber and jump towards her. Yay? Mm-hmm. Saba, Jaina, and company say, quote, we've got Dala. So, good times to come. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Why are they just telling everybody this? Uh, uh, okay, that was a broad generalization by me to say everybody. But why are they telling Senator Treen this? Why are, they, why are you saying this to anybody, I guess is my question. Well, uh, people are bound to find out, find out eventually. Uh, I mean, yeah. And luckily, Senator Treen's the first one because she tries to do some political posturing here. And we cut to Senator Treen watching Saba, I mean, barely watching Saba, deliver the coup speech. Uh, quote, best interest and such. Yeah. We we got Dalla and thank God because she was a, 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 a bad news for the... She she's bad, right? We got her. Don't worry. And, and meanwhile, she's <laughs> like, sending like messages. She's texting while Saba's doing the thing. Yeah, but you know, she's calling Bramson and doesn't seem to care what he has to say. So why do I care? Cut to Han wants to leave. Cut to Win tries to quit, and Saba says not allowed. Yeah, no, you can't. We need you to. To help organ keep things going. You're a trustworthy things. person, and we need you to yeah. stand steadfast in the decline or in the in the absence of uh, not Admiral uh, Chief of State Dalla. Yeah, and like, you're a good dude. We need you to do good dude stuff. And they're gonna in the in lieu of having a Chief of State, they're gonna have a triumvirate, and two of them are gonna be consp- of the the conspirators. There's gonna be Jackson and. Treen? Yeah, which is exactly what they've been conspiring to achieve the whole time is more and more accumulative power. Yep. Saba does not let Wynn quit, but she says, destroy this, please. Yeah, to his resignation letter. 
He tries to give her a resignation letter. Mm-hmm. And she says, no. And no, then... Burn it. You know, after having elected... Uh, not elected, I guess appointed the triumvirate. And this new found... Oh, I don't know. Uh, committee of Power? This this is the new governing body of the Galactic Alliance, right? Mm-hmm. Saba and the Jedi foremost and then those two senators who think they're going to like take over and stuff and they're already working on plea yep. bargain for yep. luke but not they promise that we will give dalla a fair trial yeah so that's something we might have just arrested her and charged her with i don't know essentially treason yep but we promise we'll give her a fair trial on some planet, when uh, you're gonna find out, that's not gonna immediately want to hang her. Yeah. Why fair trial? Some planet where? Who's doing what? Uh, who cares? To hear he's gonna be a scapegoat again. Let me just reiterate one more time, though. Who cares? Well, I care about to hear gonna die. She's gonna die. Cause they're like, yeah, leave her in, leave her jail. Well. I don't think she will. She's on the cover, bro. Here's the question. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, Tim. (laughs) Say it. Say the things I'm thinking. Yeah, I was. Didn't Mara die on the book she was on the cover of? Shit. (laughs) But as far as everything at the end of this chapter goes, honest to God, at the end of those four chapters, I just say, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Find out next week when we cover chapters 25 through 28 of Fate of the Jedi Book 7 Conviction. Nah. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Who Griffin cares, man? Do you care? I do now. Because the big spoiler's gone. There's only stuff we don't know now. And half the books to go. Yeah. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.